I guess we'll just fashion everybody in as they come in because it sounded like there was five people that were signed up for it and it is 30 minutes after I said we were going to go and no one's fucking here. Well, don't bitch at me. I'm here. <laughs> going to bitch a little bit. All right. Welcome, Jacob. Thank you. That's better. I'm so glad you're here. I really am. So. Yeah, you better be. How, how was your trip up northeast? Uh, you know, awesome. Well, explain exactly how awesome. Like, but was it all awesome? Yeah, dude. Of course. I mean, we're talking about two of the best cities in the whole country, and therefore the world. But even like New York, isn't it like? No, New York's amazing. What 10, are you talking about? Ten percent worse than it was nope. before. You know, like when it was cool. Did you ever go to New York before COVID? No, I did not. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. I mean. New York City has like this vibe of just like, damn, everybody's, yeah, it's just, it's just different. Like every yeah, everybody walks around, now. Like everybody walks with a purpose. Like I'm way more important to even deal with this. That happens now. Okay. Just everybody's got a like, mask. Don't on. let don't let Twitter like a mask make you think. New York City's not cool. New York City still really cool. Well, I would say New York City's still like like fifty percent better than like Dallas. But uh no, it's it's more than that. Okay. I mean again, like relive my life. Like if I was like you, I would like think about is there a possible way I could live in New York City? Uh yes. But I don't think you don't could think... in like Manhattan. No, no, you have to go live with like seven roommates and. <laughs> no, do all I mean that. Priscilla. No, no. no, hey, Priscilla lives there by herself in in Queens. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's interesting. And it's a it's a pretty good apartment, and she doesn't pay you know exuberant amount. Yeah. And Dallas is catching up to that anyway. So it's true. Everything's gonna be like that, but. Well, it looked like you had a blast. I think I'm just going to live vicariously through you. Well, I, I think, I don't know, man. Uh, it could be the whole first time to Finlay thing, but Boston was pretty fucking great. Yeah, I think, and I'll, that's one of those cities I really have never been to, which is odd because I feel like I've been to damn near every major city. I can't think. Yeah, of- it was pretty, it was, it was one of the last remaining on my list. I still have to do like, Portland, if you want to count that, or Seattle, yeah. all that shit up there. And I've then been to Portland, if you want think, to count, or, yeah. Like I've never done, I've never done Philadelphia. I've done Philadelphia. Or nothing in the Midwest, well, except Chicago. But What's, I've never done like Cleveland or. Pittsburgh no one cares about that. Like that. You could just mark that one off. The uh, list. <laughs> well, no, I, I. I've been to I, Cincinnati. That, it's like, yeah. Cleveland has like the worst PR team of any city in the world. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, they I had I think a whole show there. with a comedian that just swore yeah. that Cleveland was awesome. <laughs> I I am very confident if I booked a flight to Cleveland, I would be in for a great time. Well, based I th- on I think, talking to people who live there, 
not trying to toot your own horn, but I feel like most places you could go to, you would most likely have a good time. Absolutely. But, you know, I put Tampa pretty low on the list. You know, I gave it my best shot and it just didn't deliver like other cities. Uh, I feel like, are you like an ocean guy? Um, and a boat guy? Yeah, eh, I used to be, I feel, but I feel then like going to LA a hundred times, I kind of lost that. I feel like if you're a boat ocean guy, you will love Florida area. Yeah, but I would rather go to LA and do that. Or like uh, Orange County. No. Well, hold on. Orange, uh, but there is no, like, I guess there is like Huntington Beach or whatever and all that. But it's just a different ocean, sure. though. It is. And it's a better ocean. Uh, is it, though? Absolutely. Too They're cold. hands down. Too yeah, the cold. Pacific. Oh? What are you doing? Like scuba diving? I've never gone in. I, okay, I'm going to admit this. Never gone to the ocean in the Pacific, but I've seen well, the ocean. Then who gives a fuck about if it's cold or not? <laughs> no, like it's, it's like cold. Like it's, I don't like, you can't go hang out in the ocean. It's like freezing. Dude, I don't get any, I, it can be hot. I'm not going in the ocean. I don't care about the ocean. Okay. Well, I think I'm. I think I'm more Florida guy than California. Yeah. I want to give and Miami I, another chance before I rip on that. I had a good time in Miami, but I'm not in a huge hurry to go back. A lot. Some of that's COVID. Some of it's just Miami Beach was dirty to me. Uh, it just kind of depends where you went. Full South, um, South Beach, and all full that. Full South right? Beach, sure. Yep. Yeah, it's yep. it's it's just fine. It's okay. It's just yeah. not. I think it would think you would enjoy it a lot bit more than I did, because I was just like, well, I'm not. Oh, I think I was like 24, but I wasn't single. Like I feel like I would have had a really good time. Sorry, sorry, honey, but if I was if I was like single, yeah, and like, <laughs> yeah dude. Okay, on that front, it delivered, but yeah, but know. I mean, I don't know. I just consider um, myself more of a Florida guy. I, and I love L.A. Like, I literally really do love, like, the L.A. kind of Orange County area. I just know I can't live there. Too. I just know me I can't too. live there. It's just, uh, it's no. not feasible. It's No, I agree. You know, um, our, our, our mutual I mean, friend you, who no, moved there, who like, moved there and, yeah. like, got a, had a pay increase, which is and then turned into a pay decrease by living there. Yeah. For sure. That's but okay. if you were dead set on, okay, this is my life. I'm going to make this happen. You can make it work. On the aggregate, it's a miserable place to try to live. But you can sneak in, you know, the, the whatever the suburbs are around there in L.A. You can sneak in there, find, hunt around, find a good deal, you know. Yeah, I think you could. I mean, Make a few sacrifices. You can make it work. But in a general sense, yeah, it's much better to live here in DFW for now. That's going away quickly. That's why I'm almost like, yeah, drive down the prices in California. I'll just sneak right over there, maybe around the retirement age. But I doubt that'll happen. Because <laughs> just it, it it's just like kind of yeah. like New York. They're all like, oh, New York's just not the same. And I'm just like, yeah, dude, it sucks everywhere. But I'm telling you, I know New York is still probably a lot better. Now, I would say California sucks a little more because, you know, you really – I don't know. You can't really do anything. And yeah, 
I, I had no restrictions in New York, none whatsoever. In fact, our last night there, we found a bar open till four. And that's I, the best I, part of New York right there. And I didn't even know that was a thing. We were walking home drunk from another bar and just passed. We were like 30 feet from a hotel, passed by a bar. And we were like, the fuck still popping in there? So we asked the bouncer, what time y'all closed? And they said four. And I said, oh, shit. So we dropped <laughs> off the drunkest person in our group and went right back out again. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. No, I, I, I went to New York probably damn near 10 years ago. So, I mean, it's so much more different now and i would have done 20 different things now like but yeah well it looks like so you had then, you, you had a good time so go ahead go what were you it was an absolute blast it was an absolute blast i mean it's i don't know like i i travel alone sometimes and that gets boring at times you know you're just with yourself so this was my first time traveling with a group of friends like same flight ride to the airport together spend the whole vacation together, that whole deal. And it's not that we got tired of each other, but I, there were definitely moments where I was like, I'm going to go down the lobby and spend an hour drinking a coffee and not have to deal with another human for a minute. Yeah. I think. And then you get the text. Why are you mad? I'm like, I'm not mad. I just look, it's been you know, 96 up. hours of <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> just give me an hour to drink a coffee and scrolling my phone without you know someone saying hey get off your phone yeah like no i want to be on my phone for a minute shit let me listen to the musers and drink my coffee and then you know when we're ready to go i'll, I'll be ready to go no i think that might be i'm watching a new reality show uh it's called uh uh below deck or whatever it's basically okay. these people who are on a you know a chartered yacht and they all work together and off off nights they all go out together like together there's no ifs ands or buts you go together and i for one would be like no i don't want to do that like i need that alone time so yeah if i was in it with a group you know it's different obviously with a family like i can't tell my wife well i mean we kind of can and like i mean like i'm gonna go in the other room you do whatever you want to do in here i'm gonna go over here and do what i want to do you know like the 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 Dan McDowell take two yes. rental cars. Yes. That is kind of it. Because I mean, like during the during the trip, uh where we I would just went over, you know, we were staying with a friend uh who lives kind of around Orlando area. Like my favorite part of the day was around nine o'clock. I just got done with breakfast <laughs> and I'm gonna go to the gym and I'm gonna go here for about an hour and just hang out. I would maybe drive a little bit kind of see the town and then I'll go home. And it was amazing. It was amazing to right. kind of have that little moment to yourself to kind of just, just be alone. I don't know. I don't know why that's so weird. Yeah, but, no, for sure, man. And I don't know if should ever get mad at you. I mean, just be like, nah, just, just let me, let me be. But yeah, yeah. That, that would be interesting to go with. The, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, and again, it won't be with you, but it will be with another friends because I'm wondering about the group. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, not group, but uh, couples vacation. Yeah. I'm really interested in it. I've we kind of did it with the group we were with, but but we had kids. So oh, group if, couples. Yeah, like no, like like me. Okay, me and my wife with another uh, husband and wife kind of thing. Right. Okay. 
So okay. we go on a vacation together. Like same hotel room. <laughs> yeah, baby. No, <laughs> no, not same. Okay. Hotel. Well, that's a big variable there. Exactly. No, no, we're not going to have some group thing. I mean, I'm talking about like, a <laughs> no, I just mean for cost efficiency. And, <sighs> no, know. we would definitely have yeah, to have, because we all, we all four, we all four stayed in the same room. We're not couples, but we stayed in the same room. I think that's bonkers. Like, hold on, all stay uh, there? Dude, yeah. Four? I mean, you definitely better pick the right mix of people or it can God. blow up on you real quick. That's bonkers. Yeah. We, no. I mean, it was fine. Like, there was never any infighting or like, no, any but... kind of drama. And these, this person isn't talking to that person. It was it was fine. It no, was fine. no, but no. I, but I, I, I'm sure others were feeling this way, but I just, every now and then, needed a little break. A little break. I think you have to, yeah, but... No, no. If we, if I ever did a group day or a group vacation or a couple's vacation, it would, yeah, you go get your hotel and we'll go to our hotel and then we'll meet at the beach and have dinner and doing all that thing. Like, I'm really interested in that one day. Again, it won't be with you. Uh, maybe we'll find you a date and maybe we'll go vacation together. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested in something like that. But where there's times, yeah, you got to have separate rooms where, no. Okay. Yeah. Well, that right there eliminates, you know, 80% of the risk in my opinion. And I think you could have a good time with that. And then be like, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to go do an excursion with my wife. You guys do what y'all want to do sure. for for like the, you know, afternoon." And like, I don't think that would upset anybody. Absolutely not. I think that would be and then you then you do your kind of group things together. But I don't know. That's a that's an interesting. Well, other than that, uh, I don't know if anybody else is going to join in, but I need your quick review of the the Jake podcast last week. I'm only halfway through still. Oh man, what part did you get to? Well, to a you know, full on argument you that, to be quite honest, on the plane ride home I forgot, <laughs> and my plan was to listen to it on the train from Boston, New York, which got canceled, which means we had to rent a car, which means you couldn't car sit there. Music. Yeah. No, yeah, I was DJing the whole time, so. No, that's fine. Um, yeah, uh, so I don't know, man. I, I don't know if you want my review right now, but I'm an hour in. I don't remember the exact point it left off, but you guys, Jake was really pressing you on trying to make a good point, and I think he was right. I don't think he made a good point at all. <laughs> I think a lot of your a lot of your rebuttals were anecdotal. Oh, yeah, yeah, for and, sure. That's the word I was looking uh, for, man. I, I again, I was a few drinks in too, and I was like, I'm trying to look yeah, for a word. I, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, for sure. I'm I, like, I know, I know that feeling for sure. Yeah, and I, go ahead. I think I think he was very valid in saying, why can't you just admit this super basic point? Okay. So like um, the, the the super basic then, point of like of the premise that he brought me. Just the fact that, um, on a percentage basis. It, are you more likely to be successful in this country if you're one race or another? I, I think that's pretty indisputable. Oh well, th- was that and then your, was that I the think, exact like phrase? Your comeback was, huh? Go ahead. Was that the exact phrasing of it? Because I yeah, thought that's the that's the way I interpreted it. I okay, wrong, but... then maybe I interpreted it a little different because the pre uh what I was what he was kind of bringing out I was going. So just by the, the color of your skin of being a black person in this country, you will have a less likelihood of being successful in this country. 
Well, that's exactly what I just said. That so okay, so that's I mean, on average I mean I, I feel like well yeah, for sure. Like that's that was right. I mean, how else yeah. do you interpret that? No, question? no, no, I absolutely I'm I'm just trying to make sure we're on the same thesis of, of what he was speaking upon. So Yeah. Yeah, that's that seems I, undisputable, but now that's it's like a, a basic question of like, all right, now so why is that? You know, sure. And I think, and that's what Jake always tries to get to. He wants he wants to establish a baseline that yeah, you know. And you, I'll text him right now and be like, chance. I'll text him right now and be like, you know what? As I re go on to your question, I guess it wasn't like I don't like getting into these little kind of. It almost comes into like uh, he was trying to get me on something or or almost set me up of some sort, which he is or is not. I mean, if I don't answer this question correctly, you're then a piece of shit. Or if I don't answer it fast enough, and I don't like those fucking questions. I, I felt like that was a little bullshitty to me. So, you know, I could tell. Well, I just think, okay, I think that by y'all disagreeing on that point, Jake probably feels like it's not worth even continuing the discussion because fundamentally you're too far apart. Oh, okay. And until yeah. you agree on that, then there's no point in even trying to make further points because you're clearly going to disagree on those based on not even having that fundamental baseline of agreement. Interesting. Well, as you bring it to when me... When I did say, I told him, I said, I don't know why it was so hard for Brad to admit a pretty basic point, but then I also said... Um, you know, I don't think I always would have. What's that? That I that I would have seen it the way he did. Oh, okay. Well, I think if you had explained but, it like that, like we're having yeah, a we're, we're having a, a conversation. We're having a conversation sorry. here. No, no, I'm just saying we're having a conversation here, and you explained it in a more sen- where he was like, just boom here, and if we could have expound on it on that a little bit better. I think then the discussion would have gone a lot more productive. Whereas I was just like, okay, now I feel like he's trying, yeah. to, he's trying to make me feel like I'm a, I'm an asshole for this. And, and maybe I'll need to do a quick part two where you just kind of recap that and then spend maybe 45 minutes to an hour just going from there. Cause I think it could get pretty interesting. No, I, I think we're, I think that was what this first one was and he could tell you know it wasn't in a sense i think you text you know we were texting back and forth saying that i was intimidated by him or anything like that and i wasn't so much intimidated it's it's maybe intimidated might be close but it was almost like you're dealing with a a, a time bomb of some sort and if you cut the green wire you're good and if you get the blue wire something's going to blow up and I can't, I kind of felt like at a moment I was, I was walking through a minefield at some sort and, and I was being very careful. And that's why I didn't maybe through that whole thing, I was kind of going, you know, I don't, I don't like the way that conversation went because it wasn't any way I was wanting to go. And I think, no, I mean, it's like, I, I think he could have definitely rephrased this question. Like I would have said, all right, let me ask it another way. Would you agree, let's just throw some hypothetical numbers on it because there's no way to really measure it, yeah. that if you're black in this country, okay, then you have a 
60% chance of being successful. And however you want to define successful, that could change the percentage, whatever. Let's, but let's just be vague here. 60% chance. Now, if you're white, that percentage chance jumps up to 72. If you're Asian, it jumps up to 80, so far and so forth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right? I mean, it doesn't I, mean, and because I, I felt like, well, I don't know. I know this one black guy who's rich. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, I think you're I mean, absolutely like, right. Yeah. A lot of white people grew up poor and they're in that 30%. Yeah. I think you're right. I think you're absolutely and right. And then there's twice. Then the poor suckers of Asians that grow up poor. Wow. What God. happened to you? <laughs> what happened? What are you doing? <laughs> God. Or just even like uh, lower middle class, like lower middle class. You're like, what are you doing? Like, Yeah. Like, how did you lose the Asian lottery? <laughs> like your parents but, built you for this and you still let them down. Gosh. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I think, again, there were... Okay, so let me give you the outline of how I thought this quote-unquote interview conversation was going to go. And it's my fault, too, because I was listening back, and I'm like, oh, man, he totally pushed me into that. And I kind of go, at the end of the day, I was like, nah, it looks like I kind of steered it a little bit to the left on that part or yeah, to the I, right. Yeah, I didn't... I didn't no, like, you told me, like, ah, uh, he... You know, he went there. I, I didn't think he did. No, I mean, I mean, I texted you, and I was already, I was not drunk, but I'd already had some drinks in me. And whenever you're doing these podcasts, I don't think people realize like you kind of black out at moments, and then you, oh. you go, and you're sitting. Go back and listen to some of my footage on this shit. I know, and you're like, I you know. wake up, and you're like, what did I say? Did I? Yeah, say that? and I'm like, there's no way I'm ever re-listening to that shit. Y'all just tell me. Yeah, you know, tell, tell me it feels good. <laughs> no, I know, but it, it, but the thing is, is I think for me and him though, I mean, it was it was a little train wrecky, and that's fine. I think that's actually kind of entertaining. Like, I don't. Yeah, know. of course, that doesn't mean it was bad listening. It was, sounds like it probably was pretty interesting to listen to, but at the end of the day, I enjoyed I, the first hour. I. Yeah. Now I needed I need to change it up a little bit, but no, that's fine. So I put on I don't know, put on like solid verbal or something. Football season, bro. <laughs> you know that? But uh, how well, Sarkeesian looking? What season? Which one? How Sarkeesian looking? Oh, what do you think? for, what do you for Texas on the horns this year. Uh, oh, I was like, who's Sarke- going to start it? Who you like starting at quarterback? Uh, is Colt McCoy still there? Colt McCoy's not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think he's got to try out with the Cowboys this week. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. Apparently they're gonna. Uh, yeah, I think they're gonna be real strong. Real strong. Real strong, huh? Yeah. We'll it's see. ground running under the new coach. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. Yeah. We'll okay. see how it goes. Um. But anyways, as I was saying, but you kind of blueprint these conversations, like, and sometimes they go really good, and sometimes they'll go really off the rails, like with Bob. I had like a few things that were lined out and it just like went off beautifully. And it was mm. because Bob is like an ultra professional and like, he's, he's probably very easy to speak to. God, he's just so easy to speak. And you're like, as again, another thing where it's like you black out and you're like, what happened during that? And then you hear every, <laughs> and you hear everybody talking about it and he goes, I have to say that was fucking amazing. And I go, Oh really? Well, I guess sure. I, did, I guess I did something right there. Where like this? Sometimes when you drive drunk, you make it home safe. Ex- 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Whereas this one, I might have had a few bushes in the uh, in the grill, and <laughs> you know, uh-huh. no no bad damage or anything. But you know, <laughs> I made it home, but not with a few scratches, but no right. no huge damage on the on the vehicle. But you know, I felt like at the end of the day, we can do the Jake Kemp too because you know, like we started at the podcast, and he goes. We'll kind of like he made a preface goes well. We'll see how this goes, and I kind of go well. <laughs> yeah, I all think, right. I think you could do a tidier a follow up, and hopefully um, sooner than later, and just kind of be like, all right, we weren't on the same page. Let's quickly establish that we're on the same page, and let's go from there, and let's try to make some interesting points. Yeah, or have an interesting conversation. I, I don't care about points. Right. Like I don't really. Like, well, okay, duh. okay, duh. that's what I mean. Yeah, I mean, right. yeah, I mean, I don't care that we like solve the world at the end of the day after a conversation. No, no, no. I want to have the most entertaining conversation that we can have. And I felt like with Jake, we, I wouldn't say we missed the mark. It just didn't go where I thought it was going to go. But at the end of the day, yeah. I still thought it was pretty interesting, funny, and um, I don't know if it was productive, but it was definitely not in right. a way that I and, thought it was going to go. But it is what it yeah, is. Yeah, I think you can get a lot more out of them. Now, again, I'm only an hour in. I mean, no, I, I think we that did shit went for like two hours. So, no, and he jumps off at about you know hour forty. It was really kind of funny. Like he, <laughs> Jay, I wish Jay was here to, to explain this, but I was like, man, this is not going exactly how. Let me call. Let me put Jay because I wanted him to be on there because you weren't on there. But I forgot to give him the code. Yeah. I forgot to give him the code before we started, um, and it was my fault. Well, I I'll, I'll, if you do a follow up, I'll, I'll do my best to be on there. God, yeah, you gotta I know. give me a little heads up. Jake, days are days are crowded. Jacob was again. But speaking of, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to wrap up here. No, you're fine. We'll we'll, we'll do a nice shorty today. Uh, okay. Maybe uh, Brandon might jump on real quick, but yeah, okay. um, yeah. I called. I. Called in like an audible at their wire because it was it was getting a little awkward and it was getting uh, like I was like all right I'm gonna jump off this conversation so fast right now let me see if I can get Jay in here and we can steer it because I feel like if Jay was there he'd say some joke or something and right he could be able to you know like again if you were there I might have <laughs> again you would have dug me out of a hole real fast. Where yeah, I mean, you I would have made that. I was like screaming in the airport. Oh, I know they you were can, trying to calm me down, like 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 basically slamming on your steering wheel type, you know, conversation yeah. where you're like, Brad, yeah, say yes. It's the to most break into obvious. The cockpit, tell them to land the plane so I can dial in. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, all right, uh, yeah, Jay, yeah, I, and that's why I texted. I was like, man, I really could have needed you there because yeah, I think that was, um, you know, hey, I'm stupid. Like I'm a stupid person. Okay, you can't just. No, be, that's not it. You can't be dropping things off like that. No, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, I got. I really got to go. I got uh, that's fine, here. man. Well, uh, see you next time, man. Appreciate it. All right, see ya. See ya. We'll take a quick break as Jacob leaves us. Uh, maybe Brandon will jump on. We're just gonna take a quick, quick break. See ya. And we're back with no Jacob. We had Jacob. On the first half hour of this, and now we're going to be stuck with Brandon at the second half hour of this. It's yeah, fine. Sorry. So, sorry at all. The, you can just turn off that. No, I'm just playing. Don't do that. Uh, 
While, while I was waiting, I was watching a Dave. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's titled "No One Respects Dave Rubin Compla- Compilation Part Two. <laughs> what? <laughs> Dave Rubin? Oh, God. Do you know who that guy is? Yeah, he's. Uh... He's like a. He's one of those. Um, it's one of those guys who's like, ah, I'm a former liberal, and I like he used to be on like the Young Turks. Oh, yeah. And I remember when he first came out, I go, huh, this is interesting. And then after a while, I kind of go, oh, this guy kind of sucks. Like he has nothing yeah. to bring to the table. Like he has no, he, he has no um, like whenever you listen to someone who obviously doesn't like abide by like actual principles, he's just kind of like beating around oh, yeah. like. Like beating around the bush and and kind of going like, what's the wave turning to? And that's I think that's what the term it's grifter, like the Lincoln Project people. Well, it's it's what it's what the term grifter entails. Like it's a bipartisan uh, description yeah. of anyone who finds that the way their political leanings are going right then populist. are are not are not profitable anymore. So you move to the right or the left to make those things more profitable. It wasn't profitable for oh, him yeah. at the time to be this great leftist or whatever. So now, you know, he used to go by as like a, I mean, where's this one video where he, um, Dave Rubin, like was at this talk. Uh, Oh man, I got to find YouTube. He, he was, he was talking and he was, um, no one claps. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like he was like giving this speech. Or he needed Jeb Bush to step in and say, please clap. Yeah, he was, uh, he was, he was doing, yeah, he did. It was a Jeb, it was a Jeb Bush moment where he was kind of like, uh, I'm sorry, this is in Sam Cedar's uh, show, but maybe they'll show just the clip and I can just cut off whenever uh, Sam Cedar starts talking. Hold on one second. Mm-hmm. And so basically, he's he's talking. You know, again for the longest time, he's always come out as like, "Hey, I'm a," and actually the it, the part of the video is called Dave Rubin's tragic Jeb Bush moment. <laughs> so they call it. <laughs> uh, so uh, we'll try to stop it when Sam Cedar starts talking. So it's funny. A few people have asked me uh, here. You know, Dave, well, do you, do you still call yourself a liberal? Does it make sense to call yourself a liberal? And, you know, unfortunately, I don't have a DeLorean and a flux capacitor, and I can't go back to France in 1780 where I could say I was a liberal with a straight face. I have no problem. I'm actually quite proud to stand in front of you and tell you that I'm a conservative. I, I have no problem doing that whatsoever. That you can applaud. That I th- Oof. So... <laughs> <laughs> they actually added some, they added some uh supposed to clap uh he's like that that you can applaud uh, do they I thought, I thought that was gonna be a big thought. and a swing and a miss uh, <laughs> I, I watch really stupid videos sometimes <laughs> where i'm just like huh i'll go into a big deep rabbit hole but um the intellectual dark web rabbit hole. Yeah, that turned out to be kind of weird because it, uh, what's, 
The, I think the only ones that are good in that are like the Weinstein brother. Is that a not? Is it Weinstein or Weins, Brett Weinstein? So I mean, even then, you know, yeah. Uh, There's probably some flaws in them too. It's hard to like Weinstein. idolize. It's hard to like idolize or you know lionize any of these people. You can kind of, I think, with anything like if you like listen to this show, like don't listen to what we say and be like, Brad said this and Brandon said right. this. And this is just take it as gospel. Be like, take information yeah. in and then make your own decisions on things, you know? Right. And I think that's, I've screwed up in that. In All past. this is proving that it's proving that Harvey Dent was right from the, uh, whatever Batman movie that was with Heath Ledger, <laughs> where he said that you either, die young enough to be a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain, which, mm. you know, I'm not necessarily saying these people are villains, but mm. there is a shelf life with these people. Oh, for sure. I mean, the only one I can say who's like not let me down is like Ron Paul, like throughout his life. I feel like one of those people is like, yeah, Ron Paul hasn't let me down. Like his son has let me down. Rand, right? Oh but, yeah, <laughs> but like his neighbor did nothing wrong. Is bullshit. That, that was wrong. <laughs> Fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like Ron Paul's like been like legit for the most part, like right on just about everything. And you know, you can probably I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't say maybe there's not everything, but like the guy's just never like. He didn't turn into like some liberal or turn into like some right wing zealot or something like that. He's just been Ron Paul forever. Yeah. And right, which I mean, you can kind of understand why because he's 102 years old, and what does he have to gain to become a grifter? You know, he's set in his ways, knows what his principles are. Yeah. Well, I don't really know how I even got on this, but I guess it was just because Jacob got off and then I was waiting for you to jump on. But um Yeah. <laughs> and I got lost in some YouTube uh dilemma. Well, before we jump on anything else, uh did you listen to the podcast last week and we're gonna end on uh we'll end this whole Jake thing. Uh give right. us your give us your thoughts on last week. So I thought it went okay. Um, I obviously, you know, got the sense from listening to it how much it meant to you to have him on and, and squash whatever beef the two of you had. Um, obviously, there's some disagreements between the two of you, and, and I think that maybe from his side, here's certain stuff that he's not quite ready to take because he, you know, alluded to if I ever get around to unblocking you. Which I'm assuming he probably still has you blocked. I haven't checked, but I'm pro- I'm I'm fa- fairly certain that he still has <laughs> me blocked, which is fine. Right. I mean, it's but but he doesn't. I, ha- I, it doesn't. He hasn't blocked you know, myself. In spite of the past issues that I've had, yeah. And in spite of the issues that I've had with him, um, I kind of get a sense that you know the times that he's gone off on people is just having a bad day or. or whatever the case is and he's probably a decent guy i think that's kind of 
again, I think there was a portion, which is actually my, like my favorite part of the podcast I got to where I was like, hey, man, I was really going to get to the point where people can, on both sides can listen to this and go like, oh, Brad's he's a good dude, and hey, Jake's a real good yeah. dude, and I feel like I didn't accomplish that at all. <laughs> everyone who everyone who was pro-Jake left pro-Jake. Everyone who, I don't know who would be pro-Brad, but whoever whoever was halfway pro-Brad was still maybe pro-Brad, but that's nothing ever, ever changed with right. anything, and that's fine. We didn't change hearts and minds or anything, but I think we came into a real good discussion and a real good kind of understanding with one another. And to where we have Jake Kemp too. He didn't call you a racist. So, you know, that's always a good thing when you can have a uh, interaction with them. No, I think that's, I think that was fair for us to just kind of have a conversation (laughs) and be like, okay. And then before you got on me and Jake, had this conversation and he explained the things a lot better than I felt like Jake did in in the discussions. And I, and that we could have gotten into a baseline and being like, Oh, okay. Like, yeah, I want to like, yeah. Where, where this, the question came up and I didn't have this quick witted answer or anything like that. It was, I right. think it was probably the fumble of the entire podcast, but yeah. at, at the time, I kind of he did kind of nail you on that one. He absolutely did nail me, but I felt like the explanation I was like, well where are we going? Cuz I think maybe gears were turning in certain ways where I was like, okay, so where is this going to go if yeah. I say this? Like I think I have to ex- you know, express and be like, it wasn't that I I didn't accept this narrative. It was in the sense of like all right, if I answer it this way or I answer it that way or whatever it is, how is it going to go from there? And I'm not going to just just splat, uh, you know, blurt it out or whatever, you know. And then as we, you know, sorry, people who just listened 30 minutes earlier, me and Jake, uh, me and Jacob, uh, came to. I mean, obvious the obvious conclusion about Jake's premise is correct. It is. It's fine. Right. <laughs> so it is. Yeah. So I was like, okay, and and I understand now better. And I and I, I told him I was going to text Jacob or uh, text Jake and just be like, you know, your question that you asked was absolutely valid. I I had a weird kind of I I, I guess I was kind of uh, not to get in like Sarah Palin, but like I got your question. But like it was, in a way, it was in a way it was like I was like, where are we going with this? I was, you know, it was like almost kind of taking it back. Like I don't know. But at the end of the day, I'm I'm like, yeah, I totally accept your premise. And as Jake was, as Jacob was telling me, is like he was just trying to get a baseline of like where is this discussion gonna go, you know, or or how far away, how far apart are we? in in a discussion and i was like oh that makes more sense to me now like and i as i say i'm an idiot like i'm a friggin' moron and i was like it was like three truly's deep during that conversation you think i was gonna have like the most quick-witted no (laughs) 
Like I wasn't anticipating I was going to have like a full on like uh, you know inside the actor's studio of Jake's uh career. <laughs> you know only like Right. So tell us. Like he thought the podcast was going to go one way and then it just certainly veered into politics and then you weren't quite prepared we could, for it. And... Couldn't get out of it. And couldn't get out of it either. Right. But it was fine. And in, like again, like I, I don't know. I texted him like during the podcast. I was like, "Well, that didn't go exactly to plan." And he goes, "Well, what's wrong? What did I do?" And I go, "You did nothing wrong." Like you, yeah. I was like, "I was like, Jake, you did nothing wrong." I was like, "I feel like I kind of screwed it up a little bit." And he's like, "No." Nah. He's like, to me, he's like, "Yeah, I think it went fine." I go, "Oh, okay." And then after a second listen, I go, "Oh, yeah, it was, it was fine. Like it wasn't great." like how you want things to go. But it was in a way of like, you know what? We needed to have that conversation. And maybe again, like I said, Jake too, we can have further of those little political conversations, but also we can go get into like a bluey or uh, other uh, bachelorette conversations or something like that. We can actually get into something fun, which we like literally couldn't get into anything. You know, I, I was like, that's the first time I've ever like... For space? Yeah, we can get into space. Whatever. But I kind of shut down. I was like, I don't, I don't know. It was, it was the first time I've ever like literally kind of shut down in a little bit. I was just like, I don't know, man. I just don't want to have this conversation. Right. In a sense, I didn't. I just, I just I was ah. like, didn't go anywhere I wanted to go. And I apologize to anybody, who, you know. Was, I mean, you, you, know, you, you had a kind of... You, you had a conversation with him and that that's a start. I mean, you got to start somewhere. If you, yeah. you know, you got to thought things out somehow. And, and that's, you know, not only did you have that conversation, but then you kind of continued it after the podcast and kind of had a little bit back and forth. And, yeah. you know, again, he didn't say, you know, I'm, I never want to, you no. know, whatever friendship we might've had in the past, it's never going to happen. So as long as you don't have, <laughs> Had and and it's not, not a licensed psychologist or anything, but it just seems to me that um, the only weird text we had afterwards is was he, he, he keep the lines of communication open and that's a good thing. Yeah, for sure. And I think we do. But I would say the weird conversation we had after that was um, I was looking to listen to the next I, IJB and I thought they came out Tuesdays. I couldn't remember exactly, and I was. And I think it was like Thursday and I was looking or I can't remember what day it was. It was like Wednesday or Thursday. And I was looking for the next episode of IJB and I didn't see the new episode pop up. And I just like randomly tweeted out, uh, did I kill IJB? <laughs> like, Probably because, it, cause in the, because no, I know I didn't. I was just being a, a freaking idiot. And just because, you know, I put it in his head. I was like, Oh, in the conversation, I was like, I don't think y'all can do IJB very much longer. Only because, like, Jake's, like, really busy with, like, a full-time radio host job and anything else he wants to do. Yeah. So, it'd be really... It's, like, also a podcast he did to try to get ready to be a radio host. So, like, what's the point of ever doing it anymore? You know? Well, that and also... When IJB started, you know, it was just uh, Jake and TC and, and you know, family life or anything. Um, now that dynamic for them has completely changed. And Completely. You know, even yeah. for us, 
you know, about the only time that we have time to do a podcast is, you know, 9.30 at night after our kids have gone to bed. And, yeah. You know, by that point, you know, you've only got about an hour before you're just beat and you got to go to bed and then wake up and, and also start everything up. Like for a guy like Jake, like I almost like I kind of almost feel bad doing these podcasts with these guys who are on the radio because you've already talked like on the radio for numerous hours and maybe you have another podcast and then it's like, Hey, can I have you come on for another hour or two or da, 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 da. You know, it almost like makes you like, Kind of like when people ask me to fix their computer. Yeah. When I am off the clock here and I'm like, you know, somebody wants me to do some, uh, project management, uh, outside of the work. No, No, so yeah, it it is feel weird and I remember when we originally had the podcast, you know, and it was kind of funny like I wanted to have I had got the final we had, we were coming upon episode 69 and as a dumb joke, I was going to have Jake on the podcast for episode 69, which has never come up. I don't even anybody know realizes right. that he was on the podcast for episode 69 because I I kind of wanted it to be like a joke, but like the podcast isn't truly funny there are like super funny parts of it but it's like a super serious podcast for right. super for episode 69 and it will always live in infamy now that that's what yeah. the <laughs> so for 169 we'll have jake back and <laughs> we'll we'll hash this <laughs> we'll hash this back out <laughs> you won't have a terrible answer for him i will i will answer i will be ready i'll like be studying i'll be ready to go you yeah. know but yeah, okay. Well, we we can wrap up. We've done forty five minutes on you know when we didn't do forty five minutes, but like you know of Jake and Jake. Yeah, Jake's gonna be back on the podcast soon. Not soon. I mean, I don't like. Hey, uh, like three weeks later. Hey, Jake, want to come on the podcast? Like, let's let let's let people listen to the first time and then you know like marinate. Yeah, like I want to have Dan McDowell back on, but like I didn't want to have Dan McDowell like on within like you know, a month or two, like for me, like when I had Dan yeah. on, I was like, dude, let's do a podcast like next week. I want to do another one with you, <laughs> you know? Right. Whereas like, yeah, I want to get Dan back on eventually. And I want to get, you know, I'll probably try to re up with Bob eventually. You know, the problem is, man, these, some of these guys are getting, I feel like again, like Bob, you're too big to do this podcast. Like you shouldn't do this podcast, but yet they'll do it. Right. <laughs> Like you just are you sure? Even, even Followell's too big. Yeah, he's done it. Yeah, but he's a good guy. He's a good, good guy, and he'll do this stupid podcast. Right. And I don't. And I don't like. Uh, I don't sugarcoat things. Like, or like. Oh no, we're called the uh, the very interesting discussioned podcast. No, I go. Hey, uh, by the way, th- this is called another dumb podcast. It's it's a retarded dumb show about just dudes chatting about things and and, and being really inappropriate at times and and that's uh, yeah. And but we uh, have interesting fun. Co- yeah, we're super inappropriate, but we have a good time and it's it's a I don't know. It's it's a time for me out of the, you know, two hours out of my entire week to just sit there and, you know, have my little thing and I'll, yeah, that's all it is. 
So, yeah. Um, so, milk crate challenge? Anybody? Oh. Is that just a Dallas thing, or is that you know, uh, no the milk cities? the milk crate challenge is national? Okay, for sure. Now, I have to admit, you know, going back to last week, I'm definitely ignorant on things. There's there's things I don't know. I am definitely ignorant to the fact of I didn't realize that the hood had so many milk crates. Why are there so many milk crates in the hood? Well, I've got a black friend. I'll ask him. Yeah, can you can you let? I'm calling him right now. I'm calling my black friend. You call your black friend and my black friend, and we'll converse on why there are so many milk crates in the hood. Because it's not like a hood challenge where there's like, hey, climb four milk crates. Like, how many average milk crates do you need to do this? You at least need there's six in the middle. Oh man, that milk crate looks like shit too. The one I'm looking at, like this thing's a piece of shit. But What's the payoff <laughs> to it, though. I mean, because it looks funny when people fall off of them. That's what it is. Well, until you know they hit their head and die. Yeah, and apparently it happened. Was that really true? Did that lady really die? I just, I mean, somebody said it on the internet, and I believe everything. Yeah, I know. Well, it looked like the lady again. The I only saw a photo. I didn't see a video. I saw a photo of someone doing the, again, by the way, safety measure, always do the crate challenge, the milk crate challenge on grass. Now, I'm not saying grass is softer. It's not soft. I mean, it's not super soft, but compared to concrete to grass. You would much rather want to. vault too. I mean, the Olympics are over now. So, you know, <laughs> can we bring can in Matt's for this milk? <laughs> <laughs> we have a bunch of Matt's just sitting around doing nothing since the Olympics. What the fuck? Let's bring them around for the milk crate challenge. Okay. Have you seen some of these? I guess we'll play a couple. I'm not. I, gonna... I think I've seen this one. You've seen at least one, but. Oh my god! Okay. That right. guy looked like he like that wasn't I guess too horribly bad. He didn't. He fell directly on his head. He fell directly on his the head. The other thing is, is if you were, I know if if you're gonna do this, wear a cup. Wear a cup and uh, a a back. I don't Maybe know. Even ladies too, if you're gonna do it. I don't know. I've seen this one. This one's wild. Oh, yeah, this it, one's it's like eh, eh, wobby, wobby, no wobby, chance wobby, wobby. again. This this is a skinny man's game. No fat people ever need to be doing a milk right. crate challenge. Don't do it. Because whenever you, look you like f- Charles Barkley, then just know. Yeah, uh, this is a crackhead. Okay, she fell down. Good for her. Yeah, uh, this guy just a brother fallen. Another brother fallen. Ow, that looked like it hurt. Oh my god. It's all well, I will say this is that my black friend probably looked at these videos and thinks you dumb fools. <laughs> well yeah, no. He'd be like, these kids are nothing but fools. Everyone there is going, who's the dumbest motherfucker out here? Can we get them out here to see if they can get this milk crate so we can laugh at them when they fall? Yeah. That's all this is. But uh, 
this I I think I've watched this one. There's actually one where because I was like, oh, I've seen everybody fall, but I haven't seen one person actually succeed. So could I see one person succeed at the milk crate challenge? This guy actually gets it done. Okay. He's a skinny so guy. A He's a skinny guy. Oh, He's a totally go. acrobat. <laughs> Th- this is a skinny man's Light game. Light on his feet. Yeah. You were lying on your feet, and you can do this. You can do this. Uh, you're not. You're not. Okay, this lady's very light, but I don't follow as a light on her feet. She looks like an absolute crackhead uh, try, trying to do this. See, this is why we needed stove on here, so he could, you know, set odds for whether or not they would make it or not. Oh, that's true. <laughs> oh, good lord! Got pretty close. I like this one. This one's a. I'm not gonna play in the audio because. <laughs> but this guy's rolling a rolling a blunt as he goes up the uh, milk crates, which is pretty ballsy. I don't think he goes. I think the video stops. I think he just jumps off. I don't know. But yeah, very very interesting. Did not know Rick there was door before he got traded to the Yankees. Yeah, he's 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 getting these milk. <laughs> he's getting these uh milk crate challenges done. well you know at least he got something done uh crap i'm kind of almost out of shit to talk i have like throughout the week i have all these things yeah i want to talk about this i want to talk about this i get on here sometimes i'm like i don't know charlie watts died is that something i don't think corby liked my tweet that i i tweeted at him what did you tweet at him? <clears throat> well, I need to look it up. No doubt, uh, Corby is the biggest, uh, biggest Rolling Stones fan. Um, but he tweeted out, uh, I, "I got it for you." <laughs> I uh, he tweeted out, you know, oh my god, to pull the, yeah, oh my god, this really really stings. Holy shit! And you said, I mean, he was eighty. If you didn't brace for this, I thought you. <laughs> I mean, I was just like, like, I get it. He's, dad. I don't know. I know he's the biggest Rolling Stones fan and all, but at the end of the day, I really get tired of these old super celebrity dies or somebody like who's not relevant anymore dies. And everyone goes, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're dead. It's amazing. Oh, like... Like I, I hate to bring up like Biz Marquee or uh, that one guy from Digital Underground. Uh, I can't even remember his name, but like guys who were like, man, they were really big <laughs> in the they were really big in the eighties and early early nineties. And I go, and yeah, you never supported them after that one bit, and now they die, and you give a shit about them. Like, yeah, they died, but they kind of died like in nineteen ninety four, you know. And I hate to say well, it. Bad. Thank you, benevolent stranger. Yeah, I know. Old, old Titta. I don't know who the hell Titta is. She comes up and says, some musicians, actors, whatever, are important because they symbolize certain periods, people, places, etc. in our personal lives. More so when 
when it seems like they've existed since the beginning of times. So when they die, it sucks. And if you don't have that, it's on you. And I go, I don't, uh, and yeah, that's when Corby tweets at her. Well said. Thank you, benevolent stranger. And, she, you know, she says her shit. And I was just like, uh, I joke, I kid. But yeah, it deserved the most serious of the responses. Like, I don't know. I just, I hate, you know, uh, maybe I am a dick. That's probably what it is. <laughs> I'm just a dick. <laughs> You know, can't even let poor Corbs can't can't let poor Corbs uh, mourn the loss of his favorite band drummer or whatever. Right. Which, out of the way, like, out of all the band members, like the Rolling Stone drummer, like he should have been replaced like forty years ago, and no one would have cared. Eh, the hardcore fans will have, I think. Yeah, but it's not like he came out with like these crazy drum solos. He's just some weak, old, feeble man who just does a simple drum set. Did he? I mean, is drum Twitter out there that can help me on where Charlie Watts stands in the drumming world? Um. Well, he stands pretty much at the top, if not, you know, no. Well, cause, but as a pine, but as a pioneer, but as a pioneer type guy, but not a guy who did anything revolutionary with drumming. Probably depends on who you ask. That's right. I'm taking him down. I know you're dead and whatever, but you're not that great, Charlie Watts. I'm just playing. You know, I'm, I just whenever you get to like eighty and you're like you're a rock. I mean, again. <laughs> My favorite tweet of the day was uh, Stephen Miller. I mean, he died, and he goes, "Not that Stephen Miller, the less uh, you know, the Red crazy one." Yeah, uh, he goes, "Didn't uh, you know?" Saying Charlie Watts di- died at eighty, and he goes, "This didn't stop Keith Richards." <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like you know, Keith Richards is barely alive. He's still going. What's your excuse? You know, isn't that crazy that that guy is still alive? There's no way he should be still alive. Like, you know, like just Kobe isn't alive, and yet we still have Keith Richards. Keith Richards is alive. Like, Stove would be right here and be like, before uh, twenty whatever, twenty nineteen, and we we were taking odds. Who's going to be alive in the next year? And Kobe versus Charlie Watts. We would have been like, Charlie Watts is done for. But we never took in all that all that helicopter riding. <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> what did I tell you? This podcast is about being inappropriate. No, I'm just playing. Uh, yeah, man. Sorry, man. I didn't mean to be mean about Charlie Watts. It's just like, I don't know, man. If you weren't. I mean, I guess they're not tor- style, man. they're not touring, and it's like Charlie Watts died, and be like, oh, that's that stinks. Well, they but, were they're rehearsing; they're about to tour. Okay, I think here here's my gripe. It should have just been a way like, oh man, Charlie Watts is freaking great, and he had a, such a great career. 
not in a way of like, I can't believe this. This is outrageous. I can't believe he's dead. It's like he's eighty. Yeah, I mean that's. <laughs> I mean, are we gonna do this when uh, Keith Richards eventually? Yeah, Keith Richards. I mean, Keith Richards, dude. Keith Richards. <laughs> if Keith Richards dies, which I'll probably be dead before Keith Richards dies, um, I'll put it on. Put it on the clock. Or Mick Jagger. Yeah. But when Keith Richard dies, Keith Richards is seventy-seven. I swear to God, if anybody is sad at all that Keith Richards has died, I will, I will probably lose it. And you know why, right? Like Keith Richards should have died in nineteen eighty-four, right? You know, but he didn't. And everything after right. nineteen eighty-four is just like cake. And he's like a millionaire. He's lived the best life anyone's ever lived. So yeah. No need to be sad right. about Keith Richards dying. I mean, Keith, Keith Moon died at 32. Oh, okay? God. Yeah. Just think about that. Yeah. Keith, so yeah. you make it to 80? Yeah. Uh, you did pretty good. It's a, it's a goddamn right. blessing. And that's the only thing I was trying to get off. This is, was like, Charlie, Watt, right. Charlie Watts lived an incredible life. He had a... F- 57 year marriage with a woman he lived the best life ever and he died and he lived until he was 80 i think he did pretty good and he plugged mick jagger at five o'clock in the morning because mick was an asshole and called him at five o'clock in the morning (laughs) okay is there any charlie watts trivia he seems like the most bland i remember whenever they came back on the farewell tour in like 2002 (laughs) or whatever that was And I remember I was like looking at this guy. I was like, "That's the drummer. He looks like my. He looks like the uh, the substitute uh, teacher who like we're gonna like totally shit on for the day, you know? Like, uh, right. yeah, he's just kind of bland looking guy when he was old. I guess he was he's probably right. a real strapping young fellow back in the fifties or whatever." Uh, 50s, 60s, sorry, whatever. Um, no, there's no trivia on, on Charlie Watts. Literally nothing. Yeah. He's just some guy who was in the best band ever. Okay. Well, what's on the TiVo? We're going to end with this. Okay. What are you watching? Instead of uh, not sports, but what am I watching? Yeah, surfing. I'm just uh, searching for stuff on Google right now. What do you mean searching stuff? You don't watch TV? <laughs> like right now? Oh no, I do. Um, God, I just uh, I finally uh, started watching WandaVision because my uh, daughter got me into it, and I uh, just wrapped it up yesterday. I don't think they'll do anything. So. But be- I don't think they'll do anything better. Well, hold on. I did. I'm not as late. I'm not as late to TV shows as bad radio was, but were they always were they always late to things? Like right in the. It seemed like to me. Okay. Like I, I think the Shield or the Wire is a couple of examples, and they were always like a couple of years behind them. Right. Um, well, I think I don't think that's always a bad thing. The only the only no, it's not the only issue with it is like. I watched The Shield, and I absolutely know from the episode one that that one guy was going to kill his whole family. 
Right. You know, so whenever it did happen, it was like, I'm bet you when you watched that live and you had no idea it was going to happen, you were like, oh my right. God, that was the most shocking thing ever to happen on television. Right. Where for me, I was just like, oh yeah, I knew he was going to do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, And I think the thing is, is if you kind of get into TV shows at the same time that everybody else does, whether or not it's Breaking Bad or The Sopranos, then you kind of you tend to overrate those shows and not necessarily give them the proper rating that they deserve. So that's, you know, and it's one of the reasons why, you know, I watch, if I recall Saul, um, I keep up with that series whenever it comes out. Um, but I don't really comment on social media about it just because, you know, I want to take whatever and that, that grenade before I, you know, give them in. And to your point, I mean, it's not a bad idea to, if you've, you know, if you missed out on Breaking Bad or I've never seen in a single episode, so maybe one day I need to kind of start that up and, and For what? my own and kind of make up my own mind. You've not, you've not watched Breaking Bad? Oh, I've, I've watched Breaking Bad. Oh, what, what show I have you not watched? I got to it. Lost. I have not watched Lost. Ooh. Yeah, that was that was one of those shows that I it was on Netflix it was on Netflix back in the day, probably like 2015, I think, 15 to 16. Right. And I got into it where like I think me and my wife were watching and then I got sent out of town so like we would watch like hey, what are you on episode 6? Okay, I'm on episode 4, so you need to catch up and we would like watch it right. separately and then talk right. about it after. Dude, Lost is the shit. Lost is great. And for people who complain about how Lost ended or whatever, you're just shut up. Like you're a bitch. Like it's it's a great okay. it's a great show. Like one of those moments where like you know, I I won't you know, I'm sorry. I, I won't I won't ruin the show for you but the way it ended and i know for some people maybe they were disappointed or whatever but the way it ended for me when it it literally brought a tear to my eye when i watched it which i find if you could draw an emotion out of someone for a television show that's pretty good that's pretty good well i mean that breaking bad did that for me you know it was just when the finale ended i just sat there just kind of took it all in and I'm like yeah, yeah. Walt's gone yeah it's over yeah that was kind of a weird that's kind of hard to process where it's now like I feel like we you know oh, shit I probably should have given a spoiler warning for anybody that hasn't watched Breaking Bad but yeah Walt dies Walter in the White end. dies at the end <laughs> shoot shut up <laughs> Well, guess what? Uh, the tank. The lost, uh, lost. Everyone dies. Um, but okay. it's it's way com- it's it's way com it's more complex than that. But uh, right, it, it's much more complex than everyone dies. But regardless, um, yeah, I feel like well, it's kind of like those TV shows where the very first episode they show you how the series ends, but the journey is is how they get there. Yeah. But, like, I feel like the days of, like, 
it's just like the experience of television has changed so much. You know, like the first thing I could ever remember being like the show to watch was The Sopranos. Like I loved watching mm-hmm. The Sopranos every Sunday. I loved watching that show. And then when it ended, we were all talking about theories. And it was kind of pre-Twitter, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, The Sopranos was like really pre-Twitter. Well, I mean, it predated it. Well, it was... It started in the 90s, so I mean, yeah. Twitter didn't really become a thing until 2008. Yeah, but when it like ended, what, what did it end? Like late uh, 2005 or six? No, 2007. So yeah, it was like two years before Twitter. So like right. there's these discussions, you know, like you'd go to a barbecue and like, you'd hear someone be like, oh yeah, do you know what that fade to black meant? Oh, that means, right. yeah, and I'm like, Oh wow! Well, you would discuss these on internet message boards, basically. Yeah, message or, boards, or you watch a YouTube I know that video. The hard line would always have Sopranos talk. I think every some day during the week, where they would just dedicate a couple of segments to yeah, Sopranos and yeah, but and like kind of how you discussed it. But now, like the heyday of like television, like there's not like a. I don't feel like right now. I know Better Call Saul is pretty good, and I think. Right. Probably actually maybe slightly better than Breaking Bad in a way because it's not like a oh, – yeah. I don't know. It, there are parts of it I think are actually a lot better. Like I think maybe the oh, story yeah. is just a lot better. Um, But it's really – it just kind of lost its luster because, it's again, it's just not Breaking Bad, but it's also kind of a form of Breaking Bad. But there's not really that right now that show out there – that is really caught like WandaVision was really good and I liked it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. But it's also kind of like, eh, I mean, I'm not truly invested in this because I'm not like, Horny. I'm not really, <laughs> I'm not really into Marvel movies and all that. And so right. I enjoyed it to a degree, but also it was like, it didn't bring. I think maybe it was not the effect that maybe Disney thought it was going to have on me, where I was going to like, oh man, I can't wait to watch all the Disney movies now. And I'm like, now nah, I'm just going to watch this one thing that you did, but I'm it pretty much stopped at that. Like the the Loki show, which I've watched all, which I find I found it really entertaining, but also Loki. not. Uh, yeah. Lo- have- Go ahead. I was going to say, I mean, the one thing that I've kind of noticed on the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe spinoff series is there's something left to be desired. Um, I haven't seen Loki yet. I did see, I didn't watch WandaVision, obviously, when it came out, but my son and I, when uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier came out, we, we watched it, and they're, you know, good in parts um man i thought that stunk. obviously with everybody going woke they had to kind of touch on that a little bit i'm which, telling you, you i know, thought you that stunk i was i was bored to tears with that show <laughs> i thought it stunk it was it just did not whatever they were going for on that it just did not fit for mm, me yeah it was it was and it's not 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 that it you know it i don't have an really... issue with Falcon becoming the captain america but it's just kind of the way that they had the other guy kind of take over for Captain America. You know what? It, and, you know what it kind of does. It kind of like it kind of shits on the whole Falcon thing, and it just like 
hey Falcon, right. I know you can't be good as you, so you got to become this guy now. Where as you probably, right. in a sense, you probably should have just killed Captain America and we're done. Not in a, <laughs> not in a way of like we're kill him, but I mean like kill the. It's done. You can't go like uh, I'm trying to think of somewhere where you tried to like replicate something that was fucking great and it goes ah this is just this is kind of sucks like this is not as good uh maybe like the happy days whenever they uh change some characters i'm trying to think of these old shows where they uh came back and like hey that guy's not the same guy i I don't like this anymore (laughs) you know like or uh maybe i love lucy i don't know where they for whatever reason, All in the Family, which I guess spun off into something called Archie's Place, kind of, I, I never really, my parents watched the news when I was growing up, so I watched a couple of those, and then I never watched Archie's Place, but apparently that kind of, the spinoff was not nearly as good as the original. Is that where he had to live alone? I just figured out. I don't know. I just figured out the other day. I was listening to another podcast where they were talking about the saddest moment in television was whenever that broad died. His wife died. Sorry, sorry to break the news when it fucking happened forty five years ago. But I was like, I'd never watch that show. I get into that show. Yeah, I'd never, I'd never watch that show. I always thought um, it's kind of weird. Like, as a kid, I'd heard he was the guy was super racist, and I remember as a kid going, "Well, I don't want to watch some super racist guy." And so, and now I realize that it was like a an endearing racist. What, what, I don't know how you could say this, but I guess he was he was a good racist. I don't, but, um, yeah, like, they, I never watched the show, but apparently there was this really sad moment where he's, like, walking around, like, because she had died, which, wow, that's a real bummer on the show. Right. But, yeah, you can't really do it without, you know, them together. You can't, you know, you can have friends and you can try to spin off Joey, but that shit ain't going to work. Like, right. The whole point of the show is that you have everybody. Right. You know, an ensemble cast and that's what makes it work yeah there isn't really one i mean with all in the family there wasn't really one star i mean i guess there kind of was carol o'connor was and you had the central character of archie bunker but it was everybody else that you know that that made the show yeah but i think again it's it's like that chemistry and again the i think the way the reason like Better Call Saul halfway works. Again, it's because of the good writing, but also because now you're invested into these characters like uh the I'm gonna get everybody's name wrong. The the blonde character, uh his his girlfriend on it, like she's fucking great in that show. Like she's really, really good on it, and you're invested in Wexler. Yeah, Wexler. Dude, and oh, it, yeah. And you're like, and only, you know why you're invested in that character? Because you're sitting here going, better call Saul. So Saul has this girlfriend. Right. And in the show, this broad doesn't exist. And I'm waiting to see where this 
this relationship blows up and he leaves, right. she leaves him or like you're waiting for the absolute collapse of this relationship. Right. And that's the only reason I think why anyone would watch it. <laughs> like you're just waiting for this to absolutely go under. I think. Well, I think that that's part of it, but I also think that because of the way that it was written, which is to predate breaking bad is, is you're waiting you know, obviously, fans of the show are waiting for Aaron Paul to show up. They're they're waiting for. Um, I, man, I'm telling you right now, fuck that. I think Brian as soon as you, I think as soon as you bring Brian Cranston in, just freaking throw the throw the show right off the cliff. Like right. you, you're trying to make your own thing here. You bring that in. Well, how's that gonna work? Because then you're just doing Breaking Bad. Now you're supposed to be doing Better Call Saul. <laughs> you know. And I'll, I so, would, be, you can well, even go even further. Yeah. You can even go further whenever he's working at this freaking Cinnabon and how go, that go life's going to work. Go ahead and quote Jake there and say that is a terrible answer, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, what I mean by that is, is you're kind of, you know, you're waiting to see how everything kind of ties into yeah. the. Into the, into the Breaking Back universe. That, that Walter White entered into. So yeah. it's not necessary. I mean, we know how you can't really bring Brian Cranston into that because then the, uh, it does become Breaking Bad, and we all know, you know, how Saul Goodman. No, you got to come right up to the Breaking Bad. No, I think you've got to come right up to here. Here's how. But, here's how. Well, we're gonna do fan fiction real quick. Here's how this show should go. We get right up to that edge, and then whenever you get to that edge of when you're getting to the Breaking Bad universe, quote unquote, quote unquote. Right. You need to cut it off right there, either in the show completely, or here's the cool part. You do an entire season of post Better Call Saul working in a Cinnabon, which I don't think you could do, but it'd be interesting. They're kind of leading. Because I know they well, do, they, I mean, I they, of, they do I, glimpses I of it. They do glimpses of it, but dealing with a Better Call Saul uh, who's dealing, who's whatever his name is in Cinnabon world. Well, you're breaking up by the way. And welcome. Uh, I mean, I think you are too. I probably am. (laughs) The the Wi-Fi has not been great lately. Uh, You're good. Go ahead. Okay. I was going to say is on their Wikipedia page right now because I need to be a little bit of a refresher because the off air for the last year or so. So it's been off for almost two years, hasn't it? I'm trying to remember who the rival drug gangs are oh, in the series. So <laughs> I think I need to rewatch that show. Now. Obviously, they uh, introduced uh, Hank Schrader in the uh, last series. So. By the way, side story. Did you see Stephen Quezada or whatever the hell his name is is at the local comedy <laughs> comedy uh whatever the hell? I get I get a um, like emails or ads and it's like, "Hey, over at Hyena's Fort Worth, Steve Quezada from Breaking Bad." That's the uh Hank's little partner. Right. <laughs> He's doing comedy right. this weekend at the Hyena's Fort Worth. 
was like, uh, I don't know if that'd be good, but I am seeing Mark Norman this weekend, so yeah. go see that. That should be fun. Uh, so hold on. Uh, so we were talking television shows, but I have got a kick again. Uh, for the last few years, though, I've been doing this kick of a little more reality television shows. Again, it kind of started with uh, the Big Brother. Yeah, we know. With yeah, we know. But uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's calmed down. Big like Brother, that, that's what my wife and mother-in-law are really into now. Yeah, I know. I'm basically a woman. I get it. Um, no, I mean, again, I got, I got, I got into the Big Brother thing because I, f- I've kind of quote unquote fell in love with some of those players that were really good at playing that game in a sense of manipulating right. other people and like when you're watching and you're going, oh, they're getting voted out this week. There's no doubt they're getting voted out this week. And then they don't. And it's incredible. It's incredible to see. Whereas this year, it's the worst season. Where they're mind-fucking the other contestants. Oh, it's so great. I'll help you. I will help you. It is human chess at its finest. It's so great. And then to see kind of, uh, the mental capacity that people are able to endure whenever they're in right. they're they're in a confined place at one like they're not you're not able to watch television you're not able to, be able to talk to people you're only there to sit around and talk to people maybe about a few things that that have gone in your life but you're basically going I think we gotta vote out Brandon oh man he I fucking hate that guy we gotta vote him out this week da, 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 da. Oh, we need to get an alliance between us da, 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 da. and that's all you do all week long. It's just just game on right. other people in that house, and then you walk by. What's up, Brandon? What's what are you doing, man? How you doing? Man, I haven't seen all. Yeah, man. You know, no. Oh, you're safe. You're safe this week, man. Don't even worry. You're safe this week. You know, I like that. Like I, I, I enjoy those part. This season, this season is the worst season. I think I've. Uh, I'm trying to think of one that's worse. That was just like annoying, but this one's really bad. And I think, and so let me, let me preface a little bit there on, I've come up, you know, like how there's a black Twitter, there is a horse Twitter. There is, uh, you know, people. Horse Twitter. Yeah, there's people who like literally will talk about horses and like horses in TV shows, or like that guy has no idea how to ride a horse. They'll like point those things out, or okay. a horse is doing Western something. TV horse. Uh, yeah. Twitter. Yeah, there's horse Twitter. Well, there is Big Brother Twitter, and Big Brother Twitter is is fucking wild. It is a wild, wild west, and. The last few years, uh, Big Brother, CBS, they've been getting hit with tons of backlash over inappropriate comments made in the house. And, uh, I mean, there are, there was one season which uh, will live in infamy as racist season where just people were saying like just crazy racist things in the house. And you're just like, basically they will never become a jeopardy host. Uh, Yeah, exactly. They, they, no way they 
ever become. <laughs> yeah, I mean, much worse than that. But it was kind of like, hey, we have a video camera on you at all times. Try not to say anything wrong. And it's like kind of impossible. Like right. it's it's really, really hard. Like don't say anything inappropriate because there are stuff you see on the television shows and then they also have like live feeds, which psychotic people will sit and transcribe Big Brother live feeds all day long. I don't know who these people are. I think they are mentally ill, uh, living off government probably. I'm not sure, but... Uh, it's, it's really like, and it's, it's kind of like, you know, CBS big brother, they're big online too. Like they see these comments and they've, you know, something bad happens. They'll talk about it next week and go, Oh, there was a big controversy when it's like, there was like 10 people that talked about it. But this year after like the big thing over the years is number one we've never had a minority win um uh, win big brother it's always been a white guy or a white girl i think there was i swear there was one no i think it's all been white people and so that has been a big thing that only white people win big brother and all right i guess <laughs> like and like it's not from like lack of trying. Like I think they've tried to elevate some minorities in this, but this year was I don't know if I can pull up the actual guest like the the house guest list or whatever, but they put out who was gonna be in the house this year and it was so predominant that okay, this year is different. A large majority of the house which is funny to say large majority is minority <laughs> like they put right they put a large minority pleasant grove yeah i mean every like there were if i can pull up the list because I, I didn't i didn't really count it but i was like well i kind of see what they're doing and it's it's it is, it is what it is i was like dude i don't care put whoever you want in there right like i really don't care like as long as you get people in there that want to play a game and are literally like, as long as you make this damn shit entertaining, I really don't give a shit. Like right. you can, you know, put, I think I've even said, put an all black cast in there. I don't care. As long as everybody's in there and they're freaking going at it and making it entertaining for me, I'm, I'm fully okay with this. I wonder if I can share the screen with you. So maybe you can halfway see it. But uh so this is the cast. Uh Alyssa, she's I don't know, she kinda like like she's Latin. There's Azza, she's black, uh Brent, he's white. Brittany is annoying and white. She's horribly annoying, really bad. Christian, white, Claire, white, Derek. Derek, by the way. Derek Frazier, guess who his dad is? Derek Frazier. Think of boxer um, Frazier. Down goes Frazier. Yes. Down goes Frazier. 
That's his dad. Wow, really? And he is a large... Dad is Joe Frazier, because he looks pretty young. Uh, Yeah, I mean, how old's Joe Frazier? I mean, Joe Frazier, I think, boxed in the uh, 60s. Let's see. Uh, I'm sure he had a few. Fight. I'm sure he had a few uh, whoopsies. Uh, but yeah, this is Joe Frazier's kid. Okay, 60s, so that's close. 70s. Uh, they have uh, Derek X, uh, Asian guy. Uh, Derek. Uh, by the way, again, Joe Frazier's that's his son, and he is a very large, fat, black gay guy, which is fine, but. It it is funny, like yeah, watch, <laughs> but it's like funny because you you you, you you watch the show and like he's just a lazy like all he does is lay in bed all day like he you like watch the show and you're like does he get up at all he just lays in bed all day I'd call him lazy but I was just like he just just sits around all day and like I didn't I didn't I kind of had it in my head and then other people brought it up and I go oh okay. Uh, this Frenchy guy, white guy, uh, Hannah, who by the way is hot. She's like half black, half Indian. She is hot. Uh, Kylan, he's like a, I think he's like black and Mexican or Italian. I don't know, whatever it is. Uh, he's a cool guy. Uh, Sarah, white guy. Tiffany, she's a cool chick. She's uh kind of a the mom of the house. She's she's like in her forties, but she's she's a black lady. Uh, Travis, some young, dumb, uh, surfer, white guy, Whitney, white, blonde, dumbass, uh, and then Xavier, super intelligent, smart, uh, lawyer, black guy. This guy's really good, but I think he might've gotten voted out earlier. <laughs> I, I, I would tell you what has happened, but I have not watched the show in four episodes, which is quite a bit. That's like, you're missing quite a bit. So you see the the layout of this. Um, we have one, two. Okay, I'm going to only with non-white people. One, two, three, four, uh, five, six, seven, eight. So eight, and there's sixteen, um, sixteen spots. So eight of them, more than half the house is uh, non-whites. Okay, cool. I was like, I was like, totally. I'm like, whatever, dude. Just bring on the show. Well, in this show, nobody knows how to play this game. No one has any like the 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 this Brent white guy. He was the dumbest fucking guy in the in the show. He was a fucking idiot. Uh, Christian was a really good competitor, but he was fucking dumb too. Uh, the only ones that are good is this Derek X. He's an Asian dude, really, really intelligent. He really seems like he's trying to play the game, but he also doesn't have any uh, strong allies because uh, the black uh, house guest started a an alliance called the Cookout, which is basically, yeah, we're all black and we're not going to vote each other out. It's like, oh, okay. Like, all right. But they like, I don't know. They break up every now and then, and or they have dis- they have disputes or whatever. But I I'm telling you, I'm just not interested in this show anymore because it's go like go like watch like season eleven 
Like these people were wild. They were crazy. They were fucking wild. You know? Like I wish it was in a sense of like, hey, let's let's have Big Brother and let's like put this on as a test of like how these people interact. I don't want people running around like oh man, I better not say that to them or I don't want to say something wrong here. It's like, no, that's the whole point of the show. You want them to say something completely wrong and if, yeah, if they say something like, okay, so somebody says something racist or maybe not even racist. I mean, like no one in the show ever said anything like quote unquote racist. They said things that were like inappropriate or very non-PC, but not in a way of like, man, I really hate that black guy. Or saying, like, I hate that slur word. It was just, like, stupid, like, banter. That, like, you're living in a house for, you know, three months. You're just going to say something stupid. And it's like, yeah. And I think that would be fine. Like, if you did say something stupid or, quote, unquote, racist or inappropriate, then it would affect your game. So that's not a bad thing. Like, so now they've eliminated that and now it's fucking boring. And I'm not saying like, oh, we need to have people that are super racist in there. It's like, no, I want people to be um, inappropriate. Yeah. Right. I want people to be like inappropriate in a way of like, you know, somebody screws up, like get in their face. Like I hate to say it, but like, or I don't know. I don't know what it is about, like, you you put someone on the block now, like, hey, I'm, I'm putting you two up, and you're going to vote, and now they're all kind of like, hey, man, I'm really sorry about that. Instead of like, yeah, you're going on the block, and fuck you, like. It's not fun anymore. So, so I'm going to end on the show that I think is really good. Is this Below Deck? Have you seen Below Deck? It's probably something your wife and your mother-in-law watch. Of it. I don't think they watch that. I could tell you right now. Just, I, I do recall there was some uh, controversy with, uh, I think, a UNLV quarterback who was on the show a couple of years ago. Oh, dude. And was, I, I don't, guess, I don't doubt it. Eating food off of a uh, woman's stomach or something who may have been unclothed. I don't doubt it. There are super inappropriate things because it's like, it's funny. Like people who get in the international waters and you spend all this money on a yacht, you kind of go, uh, so I'm allowed to do whatever I want on here. And they, the people who work on that go, yeah, within reason, pretty much. You can just do whatever you want, you know? Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it almost kind of like for refreshing for like, a show to be like, yeah, this is wildly inappropriate. And like, we're like some stupid ass, uh, charter guest is He's like talking to the stewardess and who were like delivering his food. And he's like, Hey, you like, uh, Tiffany's boobs, right? She's got nice boobs. And you're like, golly, what a freaking jerk off. And it's yeah, like, I just DM'd you a uh, story. It was Max. Gilliam. Max Gilliam. Gilliam. Which uh which season? Uh well this 
He apologized in December of 2020, so it must have been last year. Uh, okay, because I'm uh, I'm only off of a new model. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Why the hell would he have to apologize for that? If you have to, if you have a chance to do that, I would sit there. I would do the biggest. I would do the biggest like Conor McGregor. I just want to take a second out, and I would like to. Apologize to absolutely no one. Ah, like <laughs> I'm sorry for being super awesome. Good lord! I'm sorry for doing something that everyone you know, wishes they could everybody do. Everybody else would have done. Sorry. In the same situation. Sorry for being awesome, but you know, like I, I, you know, kind of living out like these weird. Uh, like if I didn't meet my wife and I was like trying to find myself, I'd be like, I'm probably going to go up and like go work on a boat for the, for the summer, you know, and go try to make money. And I would think I would do like, if I knew of somebody who could get me into the yachting world, I might try to, I might've tried to do this when I was like 22, you know, just, right. just to do something like crazy adventure. Cause like you go to like really like I'm watching a season where they're in Tahiti and like Tahiti is fucking unreal. Like it's beautiful. And you're like, Oh my God, what if like you can have like the worst work environment ever. And you look out from the boat and you're like, Holy shit, it's Tahiti, you know? So I don't know. I would say I'm going to put my, my, okay. Don't watch Big Brother. It's an awful show now. It's not because no one can be racist, but in a sense of you, everyone walks on eggshells and no one speaks their mind at all. Like, and it's a right. and no one and no one is playing the game. No one's like bringing like manipulating anybody. No one's putting in big moves. It is all stupid and just like they get up and it goes. Uh, we have no one to nominate or like they had the only two people they're able to nominate because the other ones are all in alliance and you know, no one's taking any really big shots and it's annoying. I'm like, let's freaking, I don't know, man. It's just not a good show anymore. It's just, it, it like hurts me, you know, it hurts me in a way. Cause I, I like really like that show, but I would say below deck, I think society got that one right. Because I, I didn't think it was going to be an interesting show, but... They might have. Because, I mean, I just... And it's uh, if you have the peacock, the cock, there's all the seasons on there. I've watched six seasons of the original Below Deck, and I watched one season of Below Deck Sailing Yacht, which is fucking cool. You know, there's yachts that are sailboats. Sailboats. God, it was incredible. Like, it got me into like, oh my god, I didn't think about sailing. I was like, this is freaking awesome. Yeah. Do I need to play something with the below deck? Well, no. I mean, I sent you a couple links just to kind of, you know, pull up. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, did someone say sushi? Sushi. Hmm. Interesting. I I can't wait to watch that season. That was, 
by the way, okay, first observation. That cat looks cute. I mean. Oh, dude, there's some <laughs> really hot chicks that work on the boat, and there's people that are insane. They're like, you'd have to be a, a crazy person to like want to wa- work on a boat. I mean, right. Uh, you say the sushi thing. There was one guy who I don't know if he was gay or not, but they were like, "Hey." Can they? Can the guest eat sushi off of your body? And he goes, and it was like a all gay charter guest. And they're uh, like, can you, um, can you, uh, uh, have them eat sushi off you? And he's like, yeah, sure, I guess. And like the gay guy like ate a piece of sushi off of his dick. Like I mean, literally. Off okay. Of- <laughs> yeah. All right. So when I hear this, I kind of go. That's not that bad, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't like. I don't. I don't find that to be that bad. Um, man, that wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, I will say, hey man, I'm a um, I'm a friend of the gay man, but I have to tell you, <laughs> I am a friend of the gay man. Uh, I have a I have a gay friend that I actually wanted to come on the podcast. But y'all are gonna have to stop being on so many yachts for me to be like, yeah, they're really having it tough. Because I, there's, there was like one season where every yacht charter guest had a gay guy or a bunch of gay guys, and I go, why are there so many gay guys on a charter? Like, it's not like, like to charter a yacht, it's not like, hey, there's uh hey it's a few thousand dollars it's like thousands of dollars tens of thousands maybe in hundreds of thousands to charter a yacht for a few days and these are nice yachts and like you have slaves that work for you <laughs> like basically and um yeah so well, i mean the thing about the gay guys is uh per capita they earn more money i think than yeah, well, I, I will tell you right now, the gay guys the are rich. the gay guys are living it up, and they are yachting constantly. <laughs> they are good for them, uh, dude. Yeah, but I don't want to hear about. Oh man, it's so hard to be a gay guy. <laughs> I guess what? Guess how many chartered yachts I've been on? Zero. I know you know how many I'll be in my right. life. Zero. Because <laughs> yeah, I don't want to hear anymore. Well, I know that's not for the majority of... I know, I'm just generalizing. I know not most gay men have been on yachts, but there was a lot of gay men on yachts <laughs> on that show. And I know it's I know it's like Bravo, which is the... Uh, there's a lot of gay television on, on Bravo, and it's, it's ran by uh, Andy Cohen, who's he's like... The he's the king of the gays, I think. They love, the, they love Andy Cohen. And he is funny. I like, I like Andy Cohen. But yeah, um, have we been enough uh, inappropriate tonight? I think we have. So, um, yeah. Well, Is Jacob gonna have back on. Mm-mm. We're done for the night. I think we've got enough. Well, we've had actually had right. plenty, of, plenty enough. We we talked enough television and stuff. So, all right. Well, we'll see you on the next one. Fuck you, Stowe, for not jumping on. And have a good yeah. night. We'll play. All right, see you, man.
too Damned if I don't You know I got a girl back home You got a man, what you want? What you want? What these bitches want from a nigga? Want some DMX shit I know the mother niggas love tricking Want some BMX shit, but not me Now I'm sure you done heard about me A black star most deaf quality Good so them bad hoes try me They try me This is Martin Luther King in the club Getting dubs With a bad bitch in his ear saying Is she down for whatever In the back of his mind is Coretta And she knows She knows And I know she knows And I know she knows And deep down she knows She knows And I know she knows And I know she knows